Welcome to Walking Together, a podcast all about encouraging each other as we follow Jesus together. I'm your host, Dennis Lavelle. Let's start walking. I was talking to a friend the other day, and we were chatting about why people choose to come to church. And if we're being honest, many Christians go to church to fill their empty spiritual cup. If you grew up in church like I did, there's even a song that we used to sing. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Some of you are probably singing that in your head right now. While it sounds great, it's really not the attitude we should have when we all gather together. The attitude should not be getting something, but rather giving something. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about walking in with the attitude of, Lord, how can I give of myself to you and to others today? Lord, strategically let me sit next to someone who's hurting and who needs a friend. Let me be an encouragement to them. Use me to minister to someone else rather than the perpetual empty cup syndrome. See, if we gather with the attitude of getting, we're probably going to walk away disappointed because we didn't get what we think we needed. The preacher's sermon didn't speak to me, or the worship leader picked songs that are way too high to sing, and we'll come up with a ton of reasons why our cup didn't get filled. But when we gather with the attitude of giving, I believe the Lord will work in our hearts in a way that he will ensure that we will get what we need. Now, don't get me wrong. Gathering together as the family of God is good, it's right, it's biblical, and it does serve as a rally point to strengthen our walk with the Lord during the week. But I've met people, and so have you, who claim to be followers of Jesus, but the joy has just been sucked right out of their lives. Maybe you're at that point right now. Well, what is it that starts that process of a downward spiral? Well, today, let me give you just a handful of reasons why Christians don't always look like they're Christians. Number one, disappointment with God. Ever notice that followers of Jesus will say with their actions what they would never say with their mouths? Even the expressions on their faces say to me that they're unhappy, restless, and frustrated. And let's be honest, how can others be expected to trust the God that you say you follow when he hasn't even lived up to your expectations? When God doesn't answer our prayer, our way, and in our timing, we become disappointed in him. And it shows in everything we do. You might not see it, but I guarantee the people around you see it, and they will get the shrapnel of your attitude. Reason number two, distraction. We become distracted from the confidence that our ultimate well-being doesn't lie in the hand of other people or circumstances. We tend to focus on ways to have less stress. But really, it's not about less stress. It's really about more trust. You see, if we trust Him more, we get God's peace that passes all understanding. And that peace wipes out the stress. But if we try to reduce the stress, 
that doesn't guarantee his peace. You might succeed in reducing stress by eating a box of Ho-Hos or Pop-Tarts, but that doesn't mean you've added peace to the equation. You see, more trust means more peace, and that equals less stress. It doesn't work the opposite way. Less stress equals more peace. God is asking us to live this out daily. Not less stress, but more trust. Romans 12 urges us not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And when I see that word renew, I think of re-wallpapering a room. Have you ever re-wallpapered a room? I mean, it's a mess to pull the old stuff off. But in the end, when the new wallpaper is hung, the room looks nothing like it did. It looks completely different. And this is what Romans is saying. To renew, re-wallpaper your mind by continually acknowledging what God has done for you already and not focusing on whatever you're obsessing on. Reason number three, why Christians don't always look like Christians? Dangerous relationships. Jesus was known by the company he kept. He was a friend of sinners. You remember the people around him kept saying, he eats with politicians and tax collectors. See, Jesus didn't eat with these people because he was attracted to their way of life. He did it to be the best friend a sinner ever had. If he would have had wrong motives, these relationships would have been very dangerous. But his motives were pure, strong, and loving. And their label of friend of sinners was true. Now, can that be said of you and I? Reason number four, prayerlessness. In Matthew 6, verses 1 through 8, Jesus is addressing people who really don't look like their lives have been radically changed by the gospel. He says that one of the red flags is that these people have a reputation for being hypocritical in their prayers. And you know this already. A hypocrite is a person who refuses to apply to himself the standards he applies to others. You see, genuine Christians, not hypocritical ones, use prayer not as a means of impressing others, but to give thanks and confess sins and to ask for direction and help. And they realize that a life of prayerlessness is a life full of pride because it doesn't show a dependence on him. James, the brother of Jesus, tells us that he resists proud people and gives grace to the humble. Well, how does God resist you? Well, that word means to oppose. God opposes our plans and attitude because they're not in alignment with his plans and attitude. So let's be more prayerful and thankful and see if that doesn't change our attitude and outlook. Reason number five, carelessness. King David was a man of authentic faith. He had a love for the law of God. He was the one who wrote, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. But yet he did. For most of his life, he distinguished himself as someone who committed to avoiding moral and spiritual failure. But then there were a couple of weak moments. And the Bible says, in the end, he was a man after God's own heart. His record of spiritual accomplishments, however, 
did not keep David from becoming an adulterer and murderer. And don't miss that. What you've done for the Lord in the past won't keep you from walking down the wrong path today. One night, he was taking a walk on his roof when he should have been leading his troops in battle, and David used the power of his office to pursue another man's wife. And in an unguarded moment, he blew it. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And that is the sixth reason why Christians sometimes don't look like Christians. An unexamined heart. And Jesus knew everything about the heart. He taught a lot on the subject. Unexamined motives will ruin friendships, marriages, and just about everything in your life. Because here's what we all know. Your mouth is going to say what is in your heart. So the only way to control what comes out of your mouth is to allow your heart to become examined. And if you don't regularly examine your heart, which Jeremiah says is deceitful and wicked, you will open the door to bitterness. Now, most bitterness is not toward people, but God. You may be bitter at somebody, but they are the object of your bitterness, not the cause. The problem is your heart. Bitterness is rooted in not responding correctly to God's course correction in your life. Some of you can't forgive God because you're blaming him for your problems. And if you're doing that, you're not allowing your heart to be examined by the Holy Spirit. And that brings us back to number one, being disappointed with God. See, David prayed, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me. So let me encourage you to take a look in the mirror today. Are you disappointed with God? Are you being distracted by what's going on around you? Are you trying to reduce stress instead of trusting him more? Are the relationships you're building with unbelievers truly aimed at loving them to Jesus? Is your life absent of prayer? Have you become careless? Are you using your influence to truly help others? Keep guarding your heart. And are you allowing your heart to be continually examined? See, your heart is saying things so much louder than words could ever say. Your actions will tell others what's in your heart. So let's be genuine followers of Jesus. And let's look and act like one too. Well, thanks for joining me today. I'd love to hear from you if this has helped you. Share the link with a friend. Encourage one another. Keep walking with the Lord. We'll see you next time. Music